this time you touched on a little bit, but I just want to show you how God's moving through your prayers and everything else. We had the privilege of going and uh, supporting the Relay uh, for Life on Friday. We got to put the word out there. And then yesterday we we're over in Gloucester where we did uh, the upper uh, benefit and program there. And that's a really great celebration. If you're not familiar with that, they use sports as a tool to preach the gospel. And yesterday it was on soccer. And she did mention a little bit of that. But what I want you to hear is this. I said, what is God's number one goal? And we had made a big goal and Denise decorated it all up and everything like this. And, and we were ready to roll. And when we preached that gospel, man. I don't know how many, it's got to be at least over 20 kids came up there. And from one side of the church to the other, they gave their life to the Lord. That's the power of the gospel message. That's God, give God a hand for that. That's, a, that's why we do what we do. Man, and you know, we think, wow, what difference can we make? We all can make a difference, be a difference maker, amen? So wherever God's called you, uh, be a difference maker. So I'm going to jump in with that. And I said, well, starting out today, I, I call this our willingness, willingness, God's faithfulness, and I should have put just pure gratefulness. Man, are you grateful today? Let me hear you. Oh, come on, Jeff. Help me out. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's just good to have some friends from Buckrow with you. I love that guy. He's ready. Everybody else is going, where are we at? I do got to tell you this. We went to, we went to the church uh, over there and some wonderful people. And I'm going to tell you what, we're kind of loosey-goosey, man, love you in your face and all that. And let me tell you, when we kicked the band off, they were like, <laughs> and, and I told Tanya, I said, I don't know if they're in shock or they're getting delivered. I don't know. <laughs> they were just like, and then the kids started, yeah, man, they were doing this. I was like, now we're coming around. But I'm going to tell you what, they were like, are we supposed to clap here? We're doing this? Man, they were a great bunch of folks. And you know, everybody worships a little different. I do everything I do is loud. You know, the guys at work are going, how can you be so loud at 6 o'clock? It's because I've been up since 5 or 5.30 or quarter to 6 or 5 till 6. <laughs> so I'm ready to roll. Are you guys ready to roll? Yeah. Let's do it. Well, let's jump in here. Well, this morning I just started off with this message with saying, don't settle in life. <coughs> you know, you, you got your kids. You don't want your kids to settle, right? Just for a whole home, you know. Well, look, little Johnny, you know, hope you make it out of school. Maybe get a job. Do this, you know. And, you know, just kind of coast through life. We don't do that, do we? We say, man, be all you can be. Be excited about what God offers you, you know? And so today, I just want to fan those, those, those flames of faith, man, and say, let's not settle. But so many times, do you see this? And, and out and about, a lot of people just settle. They just go, well, that's okay. You know? I've, I've often told my kids, I say, you know, if you just do what you say you're going to do, show up when you say you're going to show up. And, 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 and just do what you say you're going to do. You're halfway there because a lot of people don't even want to do that. I had some work done on my house a while back and I was just amazed. The guy called me back. That's good. He came over the time he said he was going to be there. He did the job for the price and then he left. And I go, man, that guy's great. You know, you think about it. But what he did was, I'm not taking away. He just did what he said he was going to do. How much more can we do, Right. Now, don't, I'm not preaching on works. Don't, don't get that. But I'm just saying I want us to live a vibrant life because God paid the ultimate price for us to have that, right? So let's keep on rolling with that. So many times I think about, man, week after week and this and that. And you talk to the same old thing. Have you ever talked to somebody and they have a situation and you try to encourage them in the Lord? And then three months later at the same place, same thing. And I'm never minimizing what somebody's going through. But come on. Let's keep moving towards the goal. That was the whole message. Yes, let's keep moving towards the goal. Let's keep, you know, 
Cashing in on what God's got for us. Because a lot of it is where we set our heart, where we set our mind. Are we seeking the Lord? Amen. And I'm, I'm glad we got some folks in here today. I know things come up in the summertime and people have things. But you know what? We love it when you're here. So, and also, I just want to take a, a, a minute or two to just say, you know, if you go to our website at keepingpromise.org, you can listen to the message and everything else. I had a guy uh, send me a text this morning and go, are you all streaming live? And I go, no, not yet. Come in. <laughs> you can, no, come here. He goes, then he calls me. He goes, I'm at work, dude, listening to last week's message. I said, okay, well, we'll have this one out by the end of the day. So God's using all these different things. Technology is some pretty cool stuff, you know. A lot of times it gets a bum rap, but I tell you, I say use everything that God's equipped us with to further the kingdom, amen? That's what we're going to do. So, well, we're talking about being all we can be and, and stretching out in faith. And, and, and the biggest thing is we need to dig in and seek in the Lord and go deeper in the Lord. How do we do this? I want you all to listen real close. By being obedient. I'm going to read just what I wrote because I want y'all to hear exactly what, where I'm coming from. Listen close. Check this out. I said obedience is extremely important to us. Our obedience doesn't change God. All right? It doesn't change God. But it allows us to experience greater things from God because we start to mature into things that God is teaching us. Right? It gets us in that, that, that proximity to hear God, to be obedient to what God's doing, and keep moving forward. Amen? Perfect example. You believe God loves you. Both of you do. That's great. <laughs> Good. Do you believe God? I know y'all say, I never know he's setting us up. No, that wasn't a setup. <laughs> Does God love you? Absolutely. Does he have the best in mind for you? Absolutely. So, you know, why won't we do what he says? So, you know, you think about our kids so many times and we want the best for them. But there's things that we have to hold back a little bit until they mature, right? You don't turn 12 years old and say, man, you know what, little Johnny, little Sally Sue, why don't you take the Corvette for a ride today? You're like, what? You know, that's not good. That's the same with God. He, he's, he's got all the blessings. He's got unconditional love for us. But many times when we're saying, why isn't this going on? Why is it? Because you know what? We're not ready for it. I know for us, when we started doing church, I, I thought, man, you know, we were doing evangelism and doing different things. And God uh, called us to, to start a church. And I'm going, uh, you mean now? You know, you always, you mean like right now, you know? And so, but it was God's time and we had thought about it a year before and God said, no. And I'm so glad because he's still teaching us, growing us and everything else. Like I say every week, I'm preaching to me first. And I believe if God gives us too much too fast, it just overwhelms us sometimes. But he's a good God, amen? amen. And he only gives good things. So I want to keep that in mind as we get going here. So I want you to take a look at this scripture. It's, it's, it's pretty tough to uh, understand. I'm going to do my best to break it out for us, okay? If you love me, obey my commands. We good with that? I'm going to take a drink of water on that. Let it sink in for a second. Amen. You guys are the best. For all the new folks, that's the that's signal. Say something when I'm drinking. Water. I'll put that on there. <laughs> They'll listen later. What are they doing there? But listen to this. It says... If you love me, obey my commands. And I don't, I don't want us to miss it. It doesn't say this. It doesn't say, if you keep my commands, I'll love you. Y'all heard that? It doesn't say that. Although we should desire to do that because we love him. Amen. So he already loves you. And here's the truth. He loves you perfectly right now. He will never love you any more, any less than he does right now. Does that take some of the pressure off? I mean, God loves you right here. 
I love that first man in Romans said, while you were yet sinners, Christ did what? He died for you. It doesn't say while you were all prettied up and, and didn't argue with your wife on the way to church, Christ died for you, right? It didn't say that. Right where you are, God will love you right where you are. That's amazing. So now I want us to just soak in that. And you say, well, why do you say that most every week? Because I talk to people every week and they're not living under that scripture there, you know? And I say, man, you know, God's not out to beat you down. He loves you. He's trying to get something good to you. You know, but so many times, we go, oh, man, I can go. What usually happens, not in the notes at all, what usually happens when you blow it during the week and Sunday comes? I ain't going. I don't want to go. And if you miss one week, right, then you miss two. And if you miss two, well, hey, what's the difference, right? You see, you see that over and over and over. But, man, I'm telling you, I'm so excited for you guys to be here because I believe God's going to speak to us through the message today. Did you come with an open heart? Then you're ready because God's ready to, to share something with us. So I want us to understand this. You say, buddy, you don't need to tell us this. I want you to hear it over and over. So we don't buy God's love with our obedience. God loves us already, already completely. It's unconditional. He loves us the way we are right there. Because so many times I talk to folks, they think they got to measure up. Here's the good news. When you receive Jesus Christ, you measure up. We measure up in Christ, right? But they want to talk about their crisis. I'd rather talk about Christ pull us through that. Amen. So let's take a look at what we got here. And uh, if you're ready, let me hear you say amen. We're going to jump in and see what the Lord's got for us. If you got your notes, take some good notes here and you can uh, be encouraged throughout the week. I want to talk about our willingness. All right. How willing are you when it comes to God? How willing are you to get out of your comfort zone? Quiet. It's very quiet now. Right. When you feel that nudge, Right? Do you say, man, I'm ready, Jesus. Or do you go, was that for me? Was that me? You know, yesterday, there was like 957 things that I needed to do before we went over to Gloucester. But you know what? I was like, well, whatever. We're going to keep going. Check the oil in the truck. Make sure you got this. Make sure you got that. Make sure you got this. I get there and Denise said, did you bring that? I go, no, I didn't bring that. But we'll be all right. And the first thing we do when we go across the bridge is, ding, I didn't get no gas. Living on a prayer. <laughs> I said, man, we're just over the bridge. We'll be all right. And Tiny and Tim always go, why don't you fill it up when it's like halfway? I was like, that's a half a week of riding. What are you talking about? You know, when that, when that light goes off, I think, that's 40 miles till we got to push. And they said, well, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, man, we can just keep going, you know. But, you know, it, it is like that. And then they say, well, you and your bad leg are going to be pushing. I said, we'll get some gas. Pull right on in there and fill her up. But, you know, we put things off sometimes, don't we? We know we need to go to the gas station. We know we need to do all this thing. And I guess what I'm saying is we can get so busy doing stuff that we miss the God thing. So I pray this week that you just really spend some time with the Lord and say, Lord, what is it that you'll have me to do today? Lord, how are you moving in my life? Sometimes I think it's through this. Shh, listen. You know, it's not always about a task. I got to get out there and do 900 things, Right? Sometimes it's just listen. Sometimes God just wants to have us rest in his, in his word. Amen. Are you resting in his word? Is that a priority? Are you opening up the word of God? Amen. So how willing are you when it comes to the things of God? A lot of us don't like to get out of the comfort zone because well, it's not comfortable. You got to step out a little bit. They might not like me. They might not. There was a lot of people that didn't like me before I was preaching. What's the big deal? Because God loves us. See? got to keep our eyes on Christ. Let's keep on rolling. So what else we got? Are you willing to trust him? 
Now, listen to this. I know this sounds real simple, but I just want to drive some of these things home. Do we believe everything God has asked us to do is for our own good? I mean, God's not hiding something like, you know, uh, well, let me see. Well, y'all do the wrong answer. That's not it. But I will tell you this from not growing up in church. I had the wrong idea of God. I told you many times. I went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. Okay? So in my mind, God was some big guy in the clouds waiting for me to mess up. I didn't open the Bible. See? If you want to know about God, you've got to read his word. That's his love letter to you. If you want to see what it looks like, look to Jesus, right? So I want to encourage you to open your Bible, spend time with the Lord, amen? Are we willing to trust him? I think about this sometimes. We give our life to the Lord. We put our faith and trust for the Lord to, to be our perfect sacrifice, right? And keep our salvation for eternity, but then we won't trust him for the new job. Or we won't trust him for the rent or whatever else. You know what I mean? Fill in the blank. So my way of thinking is this. If I can trust him with the most important thing in the world, my salvation and your salvation, can I trust him with some other things? Absolutely. But you know, sometimes that's where the faith really comes in. It stretches us a little bit, right? But God is getting our hearts moldable so he can even feed more into our lives. Amen? Let's keep on going. Does God call us to do it alone? No. You know, a lot of times, I thought about this yesterday. A lot of times when you're speaking or you're doing the music, they see that person, that one person. And I'm quick to say, let me tell you, thank you for all what y'all do. It's not one person. It's not two people. It's, it's the team. You know, if it's anything one, it's God first. Amen. We go yesterday to set up to, to play at that church, right? And this is one reason we prayed and the Lord blessed us with these Bose speakers. They're very easy to carry and you take them with you and you know what you got. Also, the Lord has conditioned us for the last four to five years of setting up every Sunday, tearing down, setting up, tearing down, setting up and tearing down. So when we got there, we're like, that doesn't look like anything we thought it was going to be. But with the team, they know what to do. Tim's back on the computer. Thomas is doing this. Tanya's doing this. And I'm going, okay, give me something to do, you know, because a lot of times we get out of that comfort zone, right? But what I'm saying is, we thought we had everything figured. We had our own computer. We had this. Even put all the stuff on a thumb drive, right, to put it on their computer. We get there. They don't have any more room to plug it into their computer, and they don't want us to unplug anything on their computer. So I'm going, we might be doing this, you know. <laughs> How's that look like that, you know? Uh, we need that stuff up there. That's part of what we're going to do. But, you know, God calls everybody to do things. And he's blessed him with, with being able to do that. So he's out there, man, he's emailing, he's doing this next thing, you know, bloop, everything's up there. And I just want to take a minute to say thank you to the team and thank you for all you guys do. Give the Lord a hand clap for using his people. And I also want to add this. You think, well, I don't play music. I don't do the computer. You know what? God has gifted you with something. Sometimes you just pick strawberries and bring them to Pastor Buddy's house, and that's good too. She's like, oh, yeah. You know, you can be a blessing. You can be a blessing, a prayer warrior and everything else. And I just want to say thank you. So where are we at here? Does God call us to go it alone? Absolutely not. He's putting it all together so that we can just uh, 
Just pull together and keep heading towards the goal of sharing Jesus Christ. Let's keep on rolling. Are you willing now, man, I'm going to take some time here. Watch your toes. Are you willing to receive from God? Okay, how about the other 96%? Are you willing to receive from God? All right. Go ahead. Just go preach next week, ain't he? He's ready. That's, hey, that's all he wants is a willing heart, brother. That's good. Are you willing to receive from God? And, and I think about that so many times. Receive what? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Do you know anybody like that that just they won't even receive a compliment? They will wear you out. Hey, that looks nice. That looks, I don't want anything. Nice shirt, Dave. See? Look, he just jumped right on that. I appreciate that. That wasn't even in the notes. You did good. But, you know, you work with a lot of folks and you work with a lot of different people and you never know what's going on in your life. And I tell you what, God knows exactly where we're at because on my job, there's always something to pray about. How about yours? Huh? It is. Amen. Even if you're retired, there's something to pray about. And so... I was working the other day, and man, grumpy this, grumpy that, and all this. I'm thinking, man, this guy's getting ready to retire in like days. I would not. I'd be dancing. Whatever. What do you want to do? I don't care. That's great. Yeah, that's good. You know? And he's got the shovel up and everything else. I said, I said, hey, buddy. Yeah. I said, can't you say something? I said, you know, one thing. Just give me one thing good. Nice shirt. <laughs> Hey, you like my hair? He said, don't push it. <laughs> but I just want to just say one good thing, man. You know, one good thing. But you know, a lot of times we won't receive that. We won't receive it. And so many times you think about that, you know, I'm wondering, man, what has to happen for you to receive that and have that confidence? You know, we start second guessing ourselves. Does anybody second guess yourself? Yeah. I raised my foot on that. We do. But you know what? God's word gives us wisdom. Our relationship with the Lord gives us wisdom. And you know what? If, if Look at all the time when we look back, guys, inventing things and doing stuff and failing and failing and failing. But actually, you know, a lot of times that's part of the process to get to where you need to go. Anybody miss the mark in here occasionally? Yeah, I feel right at home. Yes, indeed. You know, there's always a test. There's always something going on. It's God stretching and growing you. But, you know, it's our attitude and how we look at those things. So I want us to be willing to receive from God. Embrace what God has for you. Open his word. Be encouraging. Love on some people, man. Love them right where they are. And so many times, you'll see that that changes everything in your life. You'll see if you can focus on the positive, it will change some things in your life. Amen. So if you want something positive, I'll give you. You ready for this? You can write it down. You can memorize it. Jesus. When you think about it, you see when I said that? Just said, I said, you're willing to receive it? Already have. He's confident in Christ, confident in Christ. You know, that doesn't mean, I'm sure it doesn't mean everything always perfect, everything else, but it means you're never going through it alone, amen. I want us to focus on who God is and what he's done for us. When we start putting our day and our situation up against the backdrop of that cross, things start to change. We're overcomers. We're victorious. Man, that's what I want us to see today. I want to encourage you in the Lord. Now, let's take a look at this. Are you willing to be used from God? And everybody said... Amen. There you go. I know you are. You guys do a lot of great things and stuff. And you know what Ms. Tanya was talking about, the coins of hope. That's just one avenue. One of the things the Lord had uh, really put on my heart about that, I wanted us to see how little is much in the hand of God. That's just change. Pennies, dimes, nickels, quarters, whatever. And it's making an impact all over the world. 
We've been able to help people all, all over the place just from that. Then we do other things as well. But I'm just saying, some of that stuff is just conditioning ourselves to say, you know what? I can help out there. I can be a blessing here. You guys do that all the time. But man, just continue to go with that and, and, and embrace that. Now, I won't preach every week on my knee surgery, but I want to tell you cool things that I've, I've been seeing. Me and Denise had to go uh, to a class. They give you a class. I'm thinking, why do I need a class? I'm going to be out. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. But let me tell you this. Do you remember a while back I told you about, and I had some knee surgery about three and a half years ago. It was an emergency thing. They run me in there right before they're getting ready to take me in. I'm like, we're going to pray. I knew I was medicating everything else. I was like, pray. We're going to pray. And we start praying. And I noticed this lady's face at the end of my little gurney. And that just, she just went like, yeah, we're going to pray. So we did that. The next morning, Went through everything, and when I woke up, that lady was there. And I said, hey, how you doing? I said, are you working over here today? She goes, no. I said, well, I appreciate that. She said, I just wanted to come check on you. And immediately in my spirit, I knew right then that lady needed some encouragement. I said, what's going on in your life? And the woman just bawled. She said, I knew I could talk to you. I said, what's going on? She said, one month ago today, my husband died. Dropped dead like that. I said, I'm going to tell you what. I am so thankful for how God has brought you here. How God's using you in here. And I'm so sorry. He said, well, he knew the Lord. I said, well, you know what? Then we're going to celebrate that. You know, people go from here every day. You know how I woke up yesterday? Six o'clock in the morning. Doo -doo. Guy went to visit two weeks ago in the hospital. Gone. Young guy. You said, man, I thought this was going to be uplifting. It is if you know Jesus. And if you don't, you get to meet him today, okay? I don't mean in person, but I mean in person. You know what I mean? Everybody's going, what's happening here? No, I want you to know that, you know what? Every day is a gift from God. Every minute that we have. Every, every second. And so I thought about that. Now you say, well, what are you talking about this lady? Have not been to the hospital for anything like that for about three and a half years. We walk in. I'm going back to my store now. Walk in. And as soon as I walk in, this lady goes, I remember you. And she gives me a hug. Boom. She said, you talked to me that day in the hospital. And I told you about my son. I mean, my, my husband. And I go, I remember you. That wasn't on my mind. Right? But in the midst of everything you're doing, whether you're in recovery, whether you're in a line at food line, whatever the case is, God is willing to use you in me if we're willing to be obedient. Amen? I'm telling you, I just want to encourage you with some of these stories because God said, you know, we think, well, I got I to gotta be at church for this to happen. Man, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens at church. Charge up and charge out, you know? But it's usually going to happen in the midst of your day, you know? So are you willing? Are you willing to be used by God? I see it all the time. Now, couple more doctor stories. I went and I went to another doctor the other day and I went in. Just I'm going to tell you how encouragement works. I go up there and I go and I, the lady says, you need to fill out all this paperwork. Okay. And she smiled and she told me everything I needed to know on this paperwork. And I said, you know what, ma'am? You're doing a great job. I really appreciate that. I know exactly what you want and I'm going to do my best to fill it out. She said, thank you. I appreciate that. She took a little pride in what she was doing. But just one little word of encouragement. And not only that, she said, you know what, Mr. Chapman, when you're done feeling that, you call me, I'll come and get it. 
I was like, hey, this works both ways. I didn't give her a compliment to see what I could get out of the deal. I just thought, you know what? It doesn't cost me anything to speak a word into somebody's life. They were busy. They were doing all this. and she was doing, But in that moment, she didn't treat me like a number. She treated me like a person. And I just, hey, I just want to tell you I appreciate that. Thanks so much. So then I have to go back to my other doctor. They got to release you for surgery and everything. It's funny when you, you invest in people, what happens? Guess what? They start investing back in you. I get up to go in there. I got my card and I go to put it down and they said, I got a Bible question for you. And I go, okay. And she started talking. She never did. She checked me in. I didn't even know she knew my name, but she knew that I was a safe place to talk about Jesus. And the line's getting long and I'm getting louder because I'm talking about Jesus. I'm ready to say, all right, bow your heads. You know, it don't matter where we're at. You know, come on. So anyway, in those three situations, you can make a difference just encouraging people. You know, a lot of times nowadays, everything is kind of so, I don't know, pigeonholed. You know, you go, next time you go out, if you go out to eat today, you watch. Everybody will sit down there, grab their phone. All you see is the top of their heads. Like this, right? Now, if you want your kid to come to, to eat and they're in the bedroom, you say, wait a minute. Time to eat. You know? I do that sometimes just to see if they're going to answer it. I'm saying, I'm paying for that phone. You better answer it, boy. <laughs> Am I the only one like that? I was like, I, <laughs> I got to tell you, when Thomas was going up, we'd go, we'd go to the, the uh, football games and stuff. I said, look, dude, if I call you, I need you to be back around here. Okay, Dad, no problem, Pop. I'm over here. All right. So I'm after like watching a ball game. Where is he? I got it. Because if he does this and goes like this, I got me a phone. <laughs> I'll tell you, I pay way too much for my kids not to answer the phone. You know what I mean? He's over there. And he goes, hey, Dad, I, got, I, can, I can only hear you. I said, oh, you passed more with flying colors. You did good. You know what I mean? How often does the Lord say, hey, you know what? I got something for you. You go, yeah. Man. Or do we say, was that you, Lord? Was that you? Are we willing to be used by the Lord? I think so. So today... I want you to see how just listening to the Lord and just taking some time to encourage people. Last little thing. I go to the doctor. I go, God, if you don't have the surgery, I don't know what I'm going to do. Last one, I promise, for the day. All this, because I'm, I'm seeing God. This is what I'm doing. This is what's going on in life. I'm seeing God. So I go back and I talk to my doctor, right? And they got the little e-scribe and she's typing everything. And sometimes I have to say, you might want to hold up right here. Right? <laughs> yeah, you, might, you don't have to write everything. But... I'm talking to my doctor every time before I leave, right? I say, hey, man, how are you doing? And he starts talking. He starts talking. And I'm just loving on my, my doctor. He's a believer. Man, we're talking. I said, man, let me pray for you before I leave and everything like that. And I'm sitting there thinking, the time I leave, I said, man, why don't we go in half on the copay? You know what I mean? I said, come on, man. He said, yeah, Reverend, Reverend Chapman. I said, you're going to be all right. You're going to jump right back on there. That's it. You need anything else? I said, oh, no, I'm good. He said, all right, how's your mama doing? I said, she's doing good, all right. But you know, because it's a relationship. Jesse hates going to the grocery store with me. He goes, oh, no. He's looking at the, the expiration date on stuff. We got to go. He's still talking to somebody else. I love people. I invest in people, you know, because I see all that you can be in the, in the, in the Lord. So let's continue to, to just be willing to be used by God. Can we do that? Absolutely. Well, that just re rolls me right on into this. Our willingness, but God's faithfulness. Is God faithful? Yeah. Absolutely. Let's keep on rolling with that. Got a few things to share today. Take a look at this.
I love this here. Psalm 86, 15. But you, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I love this because it just describes our Heavenly Father so good. If you want to get a good picture of God, you've got to go to his word. That's the picture of God, his word. It doesn't, it doesn't change. Well, maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Man, open the word. So let's take a look. I wrote this down. I said, God's faithfulness grows out of his compassion, his mercy, and his unfailing love for you. Man, can you trust a God like that? Can you? Yeah. I believe so. Absolutely. You know, I think sometimes with things going in the world and, and stuff like that, we say we don't hear the, the C word. When you hear that, what do you, you think of cancer? But I'm going to tell you what I see. One of the biggest things that I feel that we're missing many times is the big C word, compassion. Are we compassionate? That doesn't mean we get walked over. That doesn't mean everything goes. But man, Lord, help tune our heart to your heart to be compassionate in those areas of life. You know? Some people just rough, man. How you doing? I'm a Lakers. Well, suck it up. Keep going. What about if I'm having trouble with that? If you can't do your job, you're fired. That's it. I'm thinking... You know, I say this a lot. I said, everybody wants justice until their hand's in the cookie jar. Then they want grace. Amen? Does that, that make sense? And I was telling somebody about that today. I said, half the time, my neck is in the cookie jar. I've done blown something or whatever. I'm like, man, grace and mercy. Amen? Good pitch right there because Tuesday we're talking a lot more about grace. So come on down. But that, that faithfulness of God grows out of his compassion in his mercy, in his unfailing love for you. Let's take a look at this. 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. That'd be a great one to remember, right? Get that in your heart over and over and over, man. I said, man, that's a sermon by itself right there. God is faithful, unchanging. Can you trust a God like that? Absolutely. Let's keep on rolling through we can rest in him because God never backs off of the love he has for us. Sometimes we can withhold that love a little bit, can't we? If they're not acting right, we do it right. Does God say, yeah, well, you know, you didn't do this, ABC, all this, so I'm not so sure I could talk to you today. No. Then it wouldn't be unconditional love. It would be with conditions, right? Now, don't get me wrong, raising our children and everything else, I think that's a great picture of how God deals with us. Sometimes we need to sit down and have that heart to heart. Sometimes we need to back up and say, hey, this is why this is going on. One of the things I try to do with my kids when, when we're making correction, I'll say, hey, look, man, the reason we're, do you know why we're doing this now? You know how we're, why we're, we're, we're going to have to take a break in this situation? Because this is not the best for you. This is not the best for you. Instead of just saying, don't do that because I said, don't do that. Now, also, I think as we condition our children, right, and, and, and our lives, when we hear don't, I don't always have time to say, don't run out in the road. There's a car coming at 26 miles an hour from the left. You, you know, you need to stop. Sometimes we just need to stop, right? So when you hear that voice of the Lord, I don't know about y'all. Usually the Lord doesn't have to give me like a big paragraph. He's so awesome, he'll just say, no. And you know everything about this. Like, no. Stop. Go. 
But are we tuning our hearts to that of the Lord? And I'm going to tell you what, just like we said, God's faithful. We can trust in him. Let's keep on rolling. Rest in that. Romans 2, 4 says this. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Man, when this captures your heart, it changes everything. See, a lot of times when people, you talk about the grace of God, people get half the picture. They go, oh, you're just saying you can do anything. That's not what I'm saying. I want you to see the love of God for you and receive the love of God for you. And then that turns us towards him to tune in to him, to be obedient to him. Because we want to. Think about that. Has anybody ever blessed you before in some manner? Should be hands everywhere. All right. When it bless you, you don't go, I mean, you just don't go, well, thanks a lot. I'll see you later. Right? I'm not talking about a payment for something. They just want to bless you to be a blessing. And it might be anything. It might be something cool like this. Hey, you know what? I was thinking about you. Made that. Want you guys to have it. That means something. That's great. I didn't say, yeah, just throw it over here. Yeah, whatever. I'm like, man, that's so cool. Somebody took some time. Thank you, guys. To do that. And they said, you know what? We just want to be a blessing to you. That's cool. Stuff from the heart means so much more than stuff from the store, if that makes any sense. You know? When I think back, I, I know I've shared this before, but we got some different folks in here. I remember when Thomas was growing up. I never forget this story. Man, you've been choked up thinking about it. Mom was doing something. It was just me and Thomas. I said, dude, whatever you want to do today. If I could swing it, we would do it. I'm thinking, Bush Gardens, okay, we'll go. But man, if he wants to go to Chuck E. Cheese, we'll go. And he looked at me and he said, anything? I said, anything. He said, let's wrestle in the living room. Mom's gone. <laughs> I said, bring it on. I mean, we were, man, we were coming off the stuff. Everything like that. I was like, I think mom's home. Fix the stuff. I mean, rolling around, doing stuff like that. All the things. My heart was... Son, if we can, whatever you want to do today, I just want to be with you. And guess what? He just wanted to be with me. Man, how do you buy that? How do you earn that? That's just love. So when I go through things, a lot of times it's going to hang out. I just like to hang out, you know, and spend time. I always say this, man. Another way to spell love, T-I-M-E. Can't reimburse, can't do anything else. It's mean, you're on the phone a lot. Yeah take time with people. I call my car, the, the mobile office. Going at it. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? If, have I ever, if I've called you a long time or other, or texted you or checked on you or something, raise your hand. Okay. That's why my minutes are so high. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just want to know, I want you to know, thinking about you, that you matter, that I care. And you know, that's the best way to do it. Just spend some time. So when we look at this, let's read this again. Don't you see how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? When we start to see how good God is, we want to turn to him. When you know he's in your corner, when you know it's unconditional love, and you start to receive that, man, it changes everything. It builds confidence. It builds our faith. When everybody else is against you and things don't look good, look to Jesus. Let me tell you something else. Even when things look good, look to Jesus, okay? I want to encourage you with that. 
Man, if we keep our eyes on the Lord, I believe there's nothing that we can't do. And I believe that God brings us together in the, in the church family to encourage one another. I call it spokes in the wheel for Jesus. If our eye is on him and we pull together, we keep going. You say, well, they don't do the same things I do. They don't act the same. Well, that's okay. God likes variety. If everybody wanted a silver truck, man, I wouldn't know which one to get in when we left, you know? I'd probably be the one with the less gas. <laughs> you know, that would probably be the one. But he likes variety. It's so cool. And you know something else I'm learning as a dad with, with having an adult child now? They got some pretty cool ideas. You know? That's tough. It's really tough sometimes. You know, it's like, oh, well, dad, we ought to do this, that, and everything. I go, okay. Give them some room to grow. Give them some room to grow, grow. You know what I mean? Look at the faces in here. He's talking to me. Yeah, it is. And my kids are going, hey, amen. You know? But I remember when I was going, getting to that age when I was about 18 and I knew everything. Right? And then when I turned 25, I figured, I don't know nothing. You know? But man, I remember my dad, I, I would almost try, and I love my dad. Y'all know I talk about him all the time and I miss him dearly. But however, we had a great relationship, but it was almost like I was trying to prove him wrong so I could be right. Listen up, boys. <laughs> it's almost like I was trying to prove him wrong so I could be right. And later on, I thought, wow. He was right. He was, <laughs> yeah, your dad was right. So many times, he was right. But you know what? Think about this. It's almost like sometimes we want to show God, well, let me just show you. I, I got it. I'll handle it. I'll take care of this. You just deal with the big stuff, God, and I'll handle all the small stuff. And if it gets over my pay grade, I'll give you a prayer. Huh? Does that ever happen? It sounds crazy, but we do it all the time, you know? But I'm going to tell you what, God loves you so much that he's interested in everything in your life. Your neighbors might not be interested in everything in your life. Your spouse might not be interested in everything in your life, but God is. And I'm not taking anything away from those relationships, but what happens is so many times we put unrealistic expectations on folks. Well, surely they should respond this way, and surely they should respond this way, you know? Well, you know what? Let's keep trusting God and watch how he responds and how greater than that, how he wants us to respond to them. Oh, that's a good word right there. How does he want us to respond to them? Are you grateful today? Let me hear you say amen. amen. Woo, pure gratefulness. Let's talk about this a little bit. I want you to think about this. What are you truly grateful for today? That's good. Keep it going. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Man, keep you on a roll back there. Keep going. I need some more water. Keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. Preach it. Amen. And that's something that just keeps going and going and going. I love that. Salvation, life, family, health, Jesus, you know, the risen Savior, all these things. Souls to be saved. Let me tell you, yesterday, when I saw all those kids coming up to give their life to Jesus, man, I'm going to tell you what. That is the greatest thing that we can be a part of. God did it. God does the work. But man, we get to see a small picture of that. We, we get to be that one link in the chain sometime. Those children's life is going to be transformed forever. Ever. From one decision. And everybody has a decision to make. Have you made that decision? To call on the name of Jesus. Amen. So there's so many things that we are truly grateful for. Now let me ask you this. Who blessed you with these things? Amen. I mean, think about that. No matter how much somebody might try to take credit for it, you know, God is the one that provided these things. He got you up this morning, didn't he? Right? Can everybody see me all right? See? Can you hear me okay? 
Got that going on? See, a lot of times, sometimes we just got to go back to the basics and say, it's going to be all right. I got a buddy at work. He got 67 years old. He looks like he's 30. I ain't kidding. I'm telling you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, he said, and, he, and when, he, when he really starts talking, he said, I'm going to tell you one thing, buddy Chapman, one thing. He gets him like that. He says, I am so blessed. <laughs> and he gets like, I am so blessed. The Lord has given my health and everything else. I'm just thankful. He said, never been afraid to work. Never been afraid to work. I said, Lord, if you, you give me the strength, I'll work. You know, it, 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 sometimes he just brings it back down, you know. And he's just like, you know what? I said, you having a good day? He said, every day's a good day. I said, really? Yeah, every day's a good day? He said, look, you're going to have some bad days if you're not careful. So you might as well capitalize on the good days. I'm going to enjoy my day. And if it's Friday, you better look out. He's like, man, he walk his feet just like they're up like this. You know, I'm like, man, you, know, you want to hang out with people like that. You iron sharpening iron. Or you get the other guys going, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know, and it's Monday. And I go, I hope I ain't working with him all day. You know, but sometimes we do that. Do we do that? I'm sure I can do that, right? But I try to pour back in, just like my one. But tell me one good thing, one good thing. When you get up, I was I was thinking the other day. There's got to be when you wake up in the morning. I said, there's got to be like nine thousand reasons you don't want to get up. But think of one good one. I'm gonna make a difference today. How can I make a difference today? There's got to be somebody you can say hey to. Something, anything. Pulled up the other day. We got a, uh, I live on a circle. We got a bunch of cars out there. And I see the mailman coming. I'm like, okay, here he comes. I'm like, I really don't want to walk that far, but I'm going to walk out there. So I'm walking out there. And the guy gets out of his car and he goes up to this mailbox. He gets out of his car. And he's got his leg wrapped up. And he's got a terrible radio station going. I'm thinking, man, this guy needs, needs some encouragement. And he come up there and I got up there. I said, you got anything for four Cheryl Circle? <laughs> QVC. <laughs> I knew that was going HSN. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> Home Shopping Network. I knew we had that in there. It's like, it's got to be. And then he, he gave me some other stuff. And uh, I said, hey, man. Yeah. I said, man, I really appreciate that. I appreciate what you do. You'd have thought that I gave that guy a $20 tip. I know. I'm, some people say, well, that's his job he signed up for. Well, he could have, he could have, he said, you want it? Walk a little further. You want it? Walk a little further. I just, you know, what is it? it didn't cost me anything. Just to encourage that guy. I said, hey, man, I appreciate that, buddy. I appreciate that. How are we pouring Jesus into other people's life? How is God using that gratefulness to spill over in somebody else's life? You guys are amazing, man. Pass it on. So let's take a look at this. How do you show your gratefulness to God? Just about done here. How do we show our gratefulness to God? It's shown in our obedience. And our willingness to trust God in all we do. Got a story on Jesse now. I remember we went to the dollar store many moons ago, and we had a rake, a hoe, and a shovel, and they all they, they put them together, they snapped together. And we got out of the car, and Jesse wanted to play with those things. I know I tell this about once a year, Jesse, please don't tell this story again. And and I said, he said, let me have them. I want to play with them. And I'm like, wait a minute, dude. I'm going to pull them out. you got all three to play with. No, I want it now, you know. And then, you know, he was pretty young. He was about 15. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> he was about two. I'm teasing. And, and I said, okay, big boy. And I gave it to him. And he's like, ugh. Ugh. In about two minutes, he didn't want to play no more because guess what? It was heavy. 
the load was heavy. But dear old dad's like, hey, look, I got so much of a blessing for you. There's three things here. You can play, out, play with them one at a time. Do not play all day. But I want it now. So we do that sometimes. I got to give it to me. God said, okay. Sometimes I know as, as being a parent, I go, that's me. I do that. I got, I got it, I got it, God, I'm ready. Put me in, coach, I'm ready. And you get halfway around the track, and you go, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. So as time goes by, I go, Lord, you know, what, what, what is it today? What is it in this moment? What is it right now? Sometimes it's rest. I've been hearing a lot of that here lately. Rest. It's okay to rest in the Lord, right? Just being busy doesn't mean that every, you know, oh, man, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. And you miss out on God's best. Because I'm going to tell you what, we all need to get charged up a little bit, don't we? Summertime's coming, a lot of things going, seasons changing, all these things, man. I tell you what, feed on the word of God. Rest in the truth of who God is, amen? Let's take a look at this. How do you show gratefulness to others? I must have really liked that. Did I write it twice? Gratefulness to God, gratefulness to others. It was late last night when I went through that, so. How do you show gratefulness to others? I'm going to rewind. How do we show gratefulness to God? Obedience, trusting Him, loving Him, spending time with Him, praying, prayer, all these things. Jesus has opened up the throne room where we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Isn't that something? That's how great that sacrifice was. Perfect, right? So how do we pass that on? How do we share that with other folks? Man, what is it that God's touched your heart about today? Something today. I, my prayer is, Lord, give each of us something today to take away, to transform our life, to be more like Christ. Amen? What is it today? Is it someone God has put on your heart today to be grateful to? Have you told them? Maybe somebody forgive. Maybe it's the person in the mirror to forgive. All those things. Think about this. Do you ever think about the people that have invested in you over your years? Do you honor them? Wow. Think about that. Sometimes it's just the small, little things. If somebody said, you can do it, man. Well, you know what? Don't worry about that. Don't sweat that. Sometimes it's just that one word, and you cling on to it. When everything else is stripped away, God has put that one person in your life to whisper the truth. Hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Maybe it's a late phone call, late text. Hey, man, just thinking about you. You know? How many times has those things come at the perfect time? Who gets the glory? God gets the glory. Today, I hope that we see that, man. I want to read something off my hand out here. I said, don't hang on to stuff that God's already freed you from. Live in the power of his grace. He is faithful. I think one reason now that we see that we're so tired most of the time. You ever say, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, so wore out. I can guarantee you, I probably do not work as hard as my grandmother did. You know? But I'm so tired, I'm so tired. Because you worry about stuff and you're doing this and all the stuff and the stuff and the stuff. Man, help God. God, help us. Excuse me. Ask the Lord to help us to order our steps and put things in the right priority to be effective today. You can think about tomorrow. You can plan for tomorrow. But guess what? Tomorrow's not here. Some of the Lord showed me when we were recording CDs, we did like four uh, of them over the time. And I listened to the first CD and I go, ooh, I wish we'd have done this. Wish we'd have done that. And the Lord whispered to me this, you do the first one first, you do the second one second. So I don't go, oh man, I, you know, I go, wow, what can I learn from that? So when we do the next one, it's better. 
And Jesus is like, have somebody else sing it. <laughs> Y'all didn't have to laugh, but it's true. But anyway, you know, what, what can I learn from that thing there to, to, to make it better for the next thing, the next person, the next, next, next deal? I'm going to tell you what, man. God is amazing, and we're so grateful for, for all he does. I want to share this last slide with you, and I, I got a... Uh, I got a really cool devotion I want to, I want to read to you that I come across. Somebody sent this to me. It talks about goodness and mercy. Listen to this. It says, our moods may shift, but God's doesn't. Our minds may change, but God's doesn't. Our devotion may falter, but God's never does. Even if we are faithless, he is faithful, for he cannot betray himself. He is a sure God. And because he is, we can confidently say with Psalm 23.6 Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Got a little bit more here. I said, what a huge statement. Look at the size of it. Goodness and mercy follow the child of God each and every day. Think of the days ahead. He will walk you through it. He will take your hand. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Not some, not most, but all the days of my life. Release your doubt. You are no candidate for insecurity. You can trust God all the days of your life. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word and, and for each one here today. And Lord, we can trust in you. You are faithful, Lord, even when we're faithless. Man, I love that. It says, release your doubts. You are no candidate for insecurity. Today, friends, I pray that you are secure in Christ. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, if you ever have never called on the name of Jesus, today's your day. It's not like, well, I just happen to be here. No, God knows exactly where you are. And you say, well, what, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're here today, I want you to listen with your heart and your ears and everything else. You just, just listen to what I say. If you were to die tonight, do you know for sure that you would spend eternity in heaven? I ask that question everywhere I go to, to many people that I can talk to. And you'll be surprised some of the answers. Well, I hope so. Maybe. I'm a nice guy. Well, I'm going to tell you today how you can know so. Jesus said there's one way to heaven. He's the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. It's by putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. If you've never done that, let me encourage you today to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the son of God today, Lord. I'm trusting in the finished work of the cross. I love in the book of Romans, it said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Grab hold of that by faith. If you're here today and say, you know, buddy, I believe that. I've trusted the Lord and I go through some tough times. I tell you what, I'm praying for each of us, including me right now. Lord, strengthen us for today. Lord, encourage us for the next task that you have for us. But Lord, also help us to rest in the finished work of the cross and the love you have for us, Lord. Help us to be more like Jesus, Lord. Help us to be a difference maker in our family, in our job, in our community, in all the world. Because, Lord, you made all the difference. Help us to serve you well. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Absolutely. Very good.